Welcome back to the Atari Recharge Podcast. This is episode two, and we got our first guest in the second episode. We are joined by Megan McDuffie. You can follow her on Twitter at Megan McDuffie. That's two F's, two E's. Do I need to spell, say how to spell Megan as well? What do you think? Probably not. All right, fair enough. You guys can figure it out. Find Megan McDuffie there. Also joined, as always, by Adam Nickerson. Hello. At, at the Adam Vision on Twitter. That's right. And I am Jason Polanski at Jays of Doom on Twitter. Um, as far as who we all are, if it's your first time joining us, I am the producer at Atari on the Atari Recharge series. Adam is the title lead. And Megan McDuffie is the composer of all the original music that you can find in the titles. So super exciting. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about you, about the music, and by a lot of time, I mean the majority of our 30 minutes or so that these podcasts last. So as this is our second episode, kind of want to get into the rhythm of what these podcasts will go or how they'll go. And I want to start, first of all, by saying that we are we are still building hype for Centipede Recharge, which is coming out September 29th on all of these platforms, the Atari VCS, the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, NS, PS4, PS5, and Steam via, and Steam and Epic. I was going to say PC via Steam and Epic. Kind of screwed that up. Almost nailed it. We'll get there. And first matter of business, we got some feedback. If we get feedback um, on a regular basis, I'd like to bring it up. If we get some notice, notable reviews, which, by the way, you should review us. You can subscribe on iTunes uh, to the podcast. We're there. We're on other podcast services as well. At the time of this recording, which is Tuesday, it'll be live on Friday, we are waiting for approval on Spotify, but should be there very soon, hopefully by the time you hear this. Um, but the iTunes reviews are the ones that count. So if you have the option to do it, uh, please do so. It'll help. And any feedback that's worth bringing up, we will address and respond to uh, at this portion of the show. So I pulled out, I'll try to pull like maybe three notes each time, we'll respond to it just to just sort of warm up a bit to ease into the podcast here. So let's start here. Most of the comments we got were on YouTube. And overall, I got to say, uh-huh. positive feedback. I think it was pretty Excellent. good. Excellent. Maybe you heard some stuff offline that says otherwise, maybe you heard some nasty things from people who are now your enemies. But I didn't get any of that. I got mostly, wait, wait. Posi- I got mostly positive feedback. What was that about? That was oddly specific. <laughs> some people. I don't know. Well, I figure you get feedback from somebody who you used to like, and then they uh-huh. said something bad about it. Now uh-huh. they're your enemies. Okay. Seems yeah. simple. That was the idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just very concise. Uh, so... Here's, here's some, uh, some feedback that I thought was worth addressing, mostly from the YouTube comments. We got a comment from Ferca, F-E-R-C-A on YouTube. He's, he or she said, it is said, or I'll just say they, that's probably the safest way to do it. They said, it is said that the producer of the game himself does not mention his own console VCS. Then we got a response by something dude 104 who says, I mean... The video did glitch out at the point where they named the systems, at which point I respond to something dude saying, thank you for giving the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but Furka is correct. 
I did not say the VCS at the first listing of it. And I did acknowledge it, which he does say that I acknowledged it at the end. And now I will lead with the VCS every time I list all the consoles that we are on. Question. Answer. What are the language rules on this podcast? Like, Ooh, keep it clean. Good question. Keep it clean. If you, you can go PG-13, but okay. not the PG-13 rules that give you a one F-bomb Single. in a okay. certain context. So, so try to keep it clean. I did, I did mark it that. clean. I did mark it clean in the app, in the iTunes. Uh, so you F'd up is fine. Yeah, that's fine. So you that's effed cool. up. Yep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Thank you <laughs> for asking that, was... that question, though, because I probably would have thrown in a few F-bombs. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I'm amazed if... I didn't in the first one, apparently. Look, here's the thing. I can. I have, I have the power of editing, so if some do slip in, I can edit it. I actually have uh, some notes here, so I can take note of it. Um, so don't, don't feel too bad about it if one slips up. Um but just know that you're adding time to my uh, post-processing schedule. <laughs> and you should well, feel bad that, about that. <laughs> that makes me want to do it more then. Next comment <laughs> from YouTube from Night Is Right says, Atari, learn how to mess... Atari, this is... Look, people don't care about grammar, but the general gist of it I thought was worth addressing. Atari, learn how to mess up a classic game by adding microtransactions. Didn't put a period, no comma, nothing. Um... I think it also, okay, wait, I don't what? understand. The general, why did I take this comment? I thought it was worth addressing. There are no microtransactions in the recharge titles. You buy mm -hmm. it, you have it, that's it. There are no IAPs. You buy the game, you have the game, simple. It's also not a mobile. <laughs> and then we'll just hit this one quick because I thought it was funny, and silly, and I don't even know what to do with it. So you guys could tell me what you think this means from non-155. When Atari, this is all caps, by the way, when Atari is going to make year 2000's game type, I just want Atari to move to the next level or team up with Steam Valve. Okay. Team up with Steam Valve? Um, I think team, yeah, team Steam Valve? I'm not really sure exactly. Okay. I know I, some people at Valve. I could, I could reach out if we need to team up. <laughs> Yeah, I think to address the first part of that question mm -hmm. that they are yelling at us. <laughs> yeah, uh, they must be really heated about it to use all caps. I think they're asking when Atari is going to make something new and fresh and this century or like not century this decade uh, since the pattern thus far in the last few years has been to sort of revamp older titles. That's how I take that as like, when's the next new modern thing coming? I think they followed up with a comment and said something about Halo. Okay. Well, year 2000, <laughs> yeah. Year 2000 games would be like Diablo and, or sorry, Diablo 2 and Banjo-Kazooie and things like that. Uh, but <laughs> if they're talking about this decade or within the last two decades uh i think it's pretty reasonable to just say hey sometimes you make games because games are fun to play and it doesn't matter what decade the game is from if it's fun i still play I the n64 all the time it's like my go. favorite system so there you go 
I don't know what to do with it since I can't plug in the uh, the red, yellow, and uh, white cables. So I'm at a loss. I threw out every TV that has those included. I'm like, you can gone. get an adapter. You're right. You're right. So yeah, I think, um, look, in response to non-155, I think you should give these games a chance because one of the whole purposes of the game, if I'm going to do a marketing spin on it, wink, wink, is that I can, uh, is that these games are made to feel like something that belongs in the 2000s, specifically the 2021s around that period of time, which is when these games are coming out. So that's generally the purpose of, uh, of this whole title, of this whole uh, initiative of doing the recharge games themselves is so that we can modernize these games. And uh, I say, give it a chance. Give it a chance. You know, not every that game is the has key. to be. Yeah. Not every game has to be Halo. It's okay. It's okay. In fact, I I'm, love I'm glad every game yeah. is not Halo. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It's good yeah, that exactly. there is variety. Indeed. Indeed. So let's move on. Look, Megan is here. She's here to join us. She's here to specifically talk about music herself and all these other things. So I think it's time to uh, to go and talk about that. So Megan, before we get into talking about the music of Atari Recharged itself, or Centipede Recharged, and then vaguely hint at anything that may be following that, um, tell us a little about yourself. Where what, what, what has your journey been like as a musician? Where have you come from? My journey. And how did you, And how did you get here? It has been a long and vast journey <laughs> from little tiny age four Megan to now. Um, I, there was never a question in my mind growing up. I was always a musician. I was always doing something music related. Um, private piano lessons, private voice lessons, jazz, choir, classical. Um, yes, I was that glee club kid <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, cool. it's, it's always been there. And um, yeah, kind of out of high school, I was like, well, going to get a music degree. You know, I want to get that sort of gnarly theory under my belt. I want to learn how to score films. Uh, that wasn't until halfway through college. I actually started out as a voice major until I figured out that the program was almost entirely classically based. So I was training to be an opera singer. And I was like, no, that's not really my trajectory of choice. <laughs> no, can't really do much with that um, other than be an opera singer, but I didn't want but that. Did you, did you actually sing opera then for a period I, of time? Yeah. Yeah. I have um, lots of classical training and it actually wow. took me a long time to sort of redevelop a vocal style that was my own and not blending into a choir setting or, you know, purely operatic so that was kind of an interesting thing to like find a you know a casual voice if you will <laughs> but yeah so I, I got um, a degree in film scoring and then I was like well that's great but I still don't really know how to write for an orchestra like I got all my theory out of the way um, so then I did a master's in orchestration so yeah I have like a symphonic background, which is funny that I ended up writing lots of video game music that is not orchestral in nature. <laughs> life, life is odd like that. Um, yeah, so I, you know, started out kind of doing film scoring, wasn't doing a whole lot out of college because films are 
notoriously hard to get. Not that games aren't, but I feel like the game industry has a lot more... There's a lot more levels to enter at, whereas film, mm. it's like small, indie, little, no-budget box, and then Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> games is like, you know... Where, where does TikTok fit into that? It didn't at this point. <laughs> now it does. Now it does, and I, I'm not on TikTok. I have, <laughs> I'm trying to juggle so many other things. <laughs> I don't need another social platform to try to make content for. Yeah, no but one anywho, needs another social platform. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody needs that. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of ended up here because... Um, Film scoring background, always wanted to, you know, score films, but I always loved games as well. Uh, I kind of tried, you know, I tried films, I tried doing trailers, I still do a lot of trailer sound design kind of stuff. And I stopped singing for a long time, because for some reason, I kind of forgot that I could do that. Like, <laughs> I was so focused mm. on the orchestral, symphonic, you know, compositional side of things that I had a an aha moment, maybe about five years ago. I was like, oh, you know, I could probably offer vocals to people too. And then that exploded. So now I get to do this awesome blend of game music, trailer stuff, and a lot of vocal work too. So where awesome. did you, uh, so, so where did you start in games? Like where was the, what was the first gaming break that you had? I know that I think most prominently I know about your work from uh, River City Girls. And oh, yeah. actually, I was going to get into this later, but it was actually, it was Chris Lundeen, who's another producer here, who's basically my backup on this project. And he was the one who threw out your name in the mix. So that, that was the reason we reached out. I think he was the one who actually reached out. So where where did you actually start in games before that? Um, I'm trying to remember how far back it was now. There's just so many of them. Where do I start? There are a few. Uh, Listen, it won't be as shameful <laughs> as my start, uh, as you can see in that poster back there. My very first one was Fallopian Frenzy. So tell me uh, yours is going to be better than that. <laughs> so I love that title. That's <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Well, I love it for being so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> You heard you me correctly. Excellent. You did. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think it was 2013. It was either 2012 or 2013, maybe 2014. I went to GDC because I'm like, films aren't panning out the way I wanted. I love video games. Let's get this train moving. And I ended up meeting somebody. Uh, we sat together just randomly at the award ceremony. And he was a you know solo dev. And we were chatting. And his first project was called Mimic Arena, and it's still on Steam, and it's still pretty damn fun. But I did the music for that. And then Very cool. they hired, they actually got more people on the team and did a wacky little game called Plunge, which came out a couple years ago. Um, called me back for that. That was fun. And just kind of done a couple little other indie titles here and there while I was working on some other stuff. And then almost like magic, <laughs> way forward, got in touch with me from a personal recommendation of all things. 
from someone I had only ever met in person once. Oh, it wow, was, amazing. It was a networking miracle. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, the, the work was awesome. And uh, that's really cool. Um, Adam, what was your experience like in uh, Canadian Glee Club? Uh, let's just say there's been maybe one person who's ever heard me sing uh, or try to make some sort of rhythm or music. And uh, that person was a baby. And they're grown up now and probably don't remember it or have blocked it out. <laughs> So, so you've never you've never played like you you were never on the vocals in rock band. No, uh, I have what is it's it's like a disorder. It's actually a lack of rhythm. Uh, mm. So I don't understand uh, how music is. <laughs> <laughs> how it exists. Yeah, how to music. how to music. <laughs> It doesn't right. make sense to me. It is like magic. And that's why every time uh, Megan was showing us new tracks, I was just like, <laughs> yes, this is amazing. This is yeah. incredible. I, I can't possibly say anything bad about this. It's just I, how to critique <laughs> something that's great. Well, that's a, that is actually a perfect transition where we could start talking about uh, some of the stuff for Recharge. But we're not going to do that until after a word from our sponsors. Well, our sponsors are getting very aggressive after that uh, ad. That was kind of terrifying. I apologize to everybody that had to listen to that, and I doubly apologize to anybody who had to watch that. But here we are. Is there going to be a follow-up to that sponsorship next week? Probably. Probably. Great. There, there's <laughs> Looking there's forward a follow-up. Awesome. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So yeah, uh, as I was saying, Megan was um, Megan was approached by Chris internally here and started working with us. And I think there was a point, I don't remember the exact exchange, but I asked you at one point, I said, how like how does it work? How does you, how does your mind work to make something like this? And you said something like, "It's almost like I'm a professional musician." I was like, oh, "Fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah, it. it was something like that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's the right response because I don't understand how you get from basically nothing." To that, I mean, we started off. We'll give you some direction. We, uh, you know, we had a general idea. We knew the look and the feel of the game 
before we gave direction to the to the music, but I'm sure we had a general idea of what the expectations were of what we heard, and um, it, while we were looking at that in our heads, but actually putting that down into something that is actually music is that part that I don't does not compute. To uh, to Anna's point, I can't music just as he can't music. Although I am not ashamed to sing in rock band, and I love karaoke. So that's the difference. That's the difference between us. So what is? (laughs) Yeah. So what is the? um, So you can you tell us a little bit about the process itself? Like from the moment we sent you those those notes on how to, and not music notes, you could put a pun in there, I don't care. Uh, but from the moment we send those, um, like the info on what the expectations are, general vibes, like what what happens next? Well, um, starting even before that, uh, the fact that Chris noticed the music in River City Girls and was enchanted by how well it worked with the gameplay and sort of the instrumentation and style of it. Um, I knew that was a kind of great jumping off point, um, especially just for, I don't know, upbeat electronic vibes, you know? So uh, kind of starting there and then taking the the game itself into consideration. So letting the fact that there's lots of bugs (laughs) sort of dictate the sound palette that I was going to use, lots of like spidery textures and and wiggly stuff because that reminds me of insects so yeah kind of feeding that in but also then taking 80s and 90s flavors to work with i don't know that's just kind of the uh the big soup pot (laughs) of ingredients that i that i started with and yeah just keeping it fun and upbeat and not boring yeah so I, I looked at um, I, I Luda looked up the um, the notes uh, that we sent over, and uh, the the four themes for for the tracks that we wanted were mellow, impending doom. So as of this uh, recording, you guys can hear the um, you guys can hear the the doom buggy as you. Uh, Punnily named, as I enjoyed. Yes. There's a, <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> a, there's a frantic track, and then there's a psychedelic track, and that's basically been a theme that's been running through all the uh, all the all the titles. Um, you know, we won't we won't actually give away what those are today. And Where are they? There's more. Not even not even going to say how many, but you could probably do the math when we answer some questions later and try to f- and figure that out tease tease wink wink nudge nudge um but they were cool and every time i think you usually started with the doom track right is there any was there any title and don't obviously say which one was there was there anyone that you did not start with doom or yeah, was that just there instinct- was oh okay all there right was. it was just kind of based on my mood that day if i was okay. sleepy or <laughs> or uh or really energized i would i you know if i was feeling good i would start with the doom or the the frantic theme and if i was feeling chill i would start with one of the other two i think the um the testament of a good soundtrack especially for someone like me is um is how fast do i mute it 
upon repeated playing. Because when you're when you're making For games, sure. you are constantly playing them over and over and over and over and over again. And when you work with a loop, like each loop of the of the music is like a minute long. So you're inevitably hearing the same thing constantly. Like there are, I, I've played Centipede for dozens of hours, which is great because I'll still turn it on. And when I start playing it, I'll still have, okay, well, one more try, one more try, one more try. Especially if I'm not top of the leaderboard, I need to give another shot, especially when it's this close. Oh, God, um, this like again. gambling. Not, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road again. But anyway, the point is, but um, never have I actively muted, have I actually muted the game because the music is just that good. Yay. And, uh, <laughs> good. I did and my it, job. <laughs> and it was, and it, and it's not just like that, you know, not just because you're on this call, but it's just a, it's a matter of fact, like the amount of times you sent a, you sent a track over or I'm playing a game and then I just find myself a couple hours later, just humming it in my head. Yeah. It's just, uh, it happened more times than it did not. Is that there's a, there's a, there's a few earworms in there. So I think a there's few, also the so really centipedes. Oh, your centipedes. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a sci-fi novel waiting to happen. <laughs> um, they, one other thing I like to point out about it is you made these work in such a way that we, uh, you were able to let us layer them in different configurations too, which really allows them to sound more unique, even when they're the same pieces. Uh, layered in a different way over time, you know, as the time or the score increases. And so that, like, again, just it adds to that, like, impressiveness of how it works with the game, how it feels, and how it feels new every time. That's really great. I'm stoked that you guys are stoked. Yeah. Do you have a favorite out of the tracks? For Centipede. Oh, out of, oh, for Centipede or for... Just, a, just across all of them, but you don't all have to them. say, you know. All right, I'll allow this in mm. one. Mm, I don't know if I should. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what I can and cannot do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think all right. I have a you favorite can... set of tracks. Ooh. A specific title has okay. has a grouping that I like the best. Interesting. And it's not okay. centipede. Centipede's great, but. But one of the future titles, I think, is my favorite, personally. It's okay, the next so one, isn't it? Uh, yes. I, okay. Wait, I think so, if, my, <laughs> if I remember correctly, <laughs> which is uh, coming when. Okay, let me, let me ask this question. Is it centipede adjacent in its themes? Yes. Okay, cool. Then that's all we need to know. Teaser. Must oh my god, millipede. there's teasers, dude. <laughs> millipede recharge. Must be. Ha! <laughs> ah, jokes on all you guys looking for what the next games are. We're just doing multiple versions of centipede. Centipede, <laughs> millipede, and then apparently there's a centipede and millipede game that came out on the Xbox 360 back in 2008, I guess. Yep. Hmm. Well, we're doing then then that'll be recharged too. So those okay. those are all the titles. <laughs> we're just doing all those cool just keep adding legs yeah yeah why not is that the difference between a centipede and a millipede is I a millipede so. even a thing i think so oh yeah oh, or is that a like myth 
I'm going to keep going down this Centipede has a certain gonna... amount, and then Millipede has like a bazillion more. They're disgusting. Millipedes just like look like they glide. They have so many legs. Yeah. It just... That... In also, a lot we of did the... discover during uh, the making of Centipede uh, through dumb dumb pictures sent back and forth uh, in the Slack uh, good. that Centipedes are... can be horrifyingly large. Yes. They can. Like to a troubling degree. <laughs> there are some worrisome. big ass bugs out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the in the end of days, they'll be, that'll be what'll be roaming around. You got like yeah. dune dune like centipedes <laughs> crawling the crawling the wasteland remains of the earth. That'll be all that's left. Perfect. So, Can't yikes. wait. So I did ask um, for some questions. Got a couple questions here. Um, this one I can't answer. So we got a message from Purple Gaga twenty seven smiling at Purple Gaga twenty seven on Twitter. How many tracks will be in your first Atari OST? How many other album OSTs are you working on with Atari as of now? So you know those are going to be. Since you're going to be announcing, since everything's going to be available soon enough, I figure there's no harm in giving a number. Uh, so, so I can say how many recharged titles there are. Well, no. Okay. But you can say how many tracks there are on your OST, and then people could figure it out. Well, for Centipede, there are four, and then don't say the total. Then I don't know why you just didn't say the total from the jump. Be like the first OST is going to have 16 tracks. And it'll be available on (laughs) September 29th. (laughs) That is true. Yes, pre-orders for the full 16-track extravaganza are September 29th. That's about all I can say. (laughs) Very cool. And that's Um, for a certain amount of games. Yes, that that is for an undisclosed amount. Exactly. (laughs) For some reason. Uh, Then here's another, here's the last question from Twitter, uh, which is from the... Akasaurus or Akasaurus at Akasaurus. Ask her what her favorite color, spelt in the UK and Canadian way, is. And way. if she answers wrong, she has to fling herself off her chair. And then he sent a very humorous GIF. So what's uh, what's your favorite color? I assume he's wanting the Monty Python skit. Um, yes. My yep. favorite That's color exactly is actually a tie. I don't know if that's allowed, mm. but it's a tie between teal and burgundy. Very, very specific. Yes. Fair enough. Not there you go. Burgundy. Yeah. Interesting. So like wine color, anything that's wine colored. Dark like red. Wine. Like yeah. wine. Wine is the, yeah. the, the good color. <laughs> Fair enough. Adam, what's your favorite color? Nobody asked, but I am. Uh, probably pink. Okay. Good choice. So you must really like these. Uh, that so one, once we got the recharge color scheme, oh, yeah. uh, with the pink, with a lot of pink in there, you were probably super stoked about that. Yeah, I kept trying to put more pink all the time. <laughs> Pink's a or great pink. color. I love pink. Yeah. Now to be clear, there is no pink in Missile Command Recharged. None. Neon pink is what I like. Yes, but I proposed neon pink. No, you there didn't. was neon pink suggestions. I don't remember this at any point. Why don't we go to the get to the end here? Um, 
go to our last bit of uh, of the show here. Where, well, let's talk about let's talk about what we've been playing. Come up, come up with some recommendations for uh, for the people who might be listening. Again, uh, purpose of this is to just show you know, give a little insight into into our interests, what we uh, what we like to play. You get to know us a little better. Um, so, Megan, you're a guest. Why don't you start? What uh, what have you been playing? So I'm a little bit behind in my giant, ever-growing list of things to play, but I recently finished Firewatch. That was an indie game that came out a few years ago. Loved it. I love rich story-based games like that. Um, And then recently I've been playing Mario Odyssey, which I had not played before. Oh my God. And it's so good. Yeah, I, a magnificent game. Yes, I love it is, it is a all Mario games. So it's just a very awesome return to that that you know <laughs> that world. <laughs> the ability to get the the stars or the shines or whatever they call them in that game, uh, and just keep playing is just so good. Like being able to run around these massive playgrounds and just being able to continuously play and not having to leave a level, come back in and Oh, it's just so good. What an incredible achievement that game is. Super fun. Very cool. Adam, what about you? Um, I just picked up and in one sitting played through a game called Song of Iron, um, which is a uh, like Viking uh, side-scrolling game. Uh, it And actually, it made me replay Inside, which is another incredible oh, game that, similar that to game it. That game is so good. <laughs> Okay, Very so cool. inside, ending. you know how it's got a memorable ending? Yes, it's cer- so Song <laughs> of Iron <laughs> is like a two to three hour game as well and has an ending that is perhaps more jarring and memorable than inside. That's hard now, to imagine. The game isn't as kind of tight and perfect as inside. Uh, it, it's got a little bit of jankiness here and there, but overall, what an experience. I was floored. By the end of it, I just Very could cool. not believe the ending of this game. Nice. And if you're going to play it, don't look it up first. Because <laughs> you want to experience that. Going blind. All right. Yeah. Song of Iron. I'll add it to the list. And um, as for me, last night, I just finished the Artful Escape. Played through that in two nights. And, you know, we're talking about music here uh, a lot on this podcast. And the Artful Escape is a fantastic audiovisual experience about a basically like a musician trying to trying to find himself in a way it is gorgeous sounds phenomenal it is a it's just a wonderful experience through and through the characters are great it's got a really strong cast of uh of voice actors as well like jason schwartzman mark strong and uh carl weathers who has a really oh. prominent role in the Weird. game but um <laughs> It's um, as it, as far as a game goes, it's something that's really easy to pick up and play. At no point will you be challenged. It's it's honestly to me more of an interactive art piece with a really strong narrative. So it's a perfect way to sit back, relax, take it all in. Uh, it's reasons like this that um, that OLED TVs exist and headphones and just yeah bellow out and enjoy the ride because it is um, it is the perfect length of game it doesn't outstay it's welcome you know a lot of these games will sometimes have its uh, its moments where you're like oh i just want to get through this point but never really has that once you're 
ready to move on to the next point, it throws it right at you and it just keeps on moving. So great music. I actually played the game and then I listened to the soundtrack uh, this morning because nice. uh, I enjoyed it that much. So I do recommend that uh, the, the artful escape. Um, it's interesting too, because that was a, um, that's an Annapurna game. And they also did. And the closest thing I could actually, I could liken it to was um, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh yeah. I, have you guys played that? Yep. Nope. It's on my uh, list. Really, that's <laughs> basically cool an interactive pop album. And it's, it's just wonderful. That game is definitely more of a, there is actually some challenge in that game. I'll say um, it also has Queen Latifah, which is, which is great. I don't know how you can not like something with Queen Latifah in it. So uh, random. <laughs> but, it, but it gave me some vibes of, uh, of that title as well. So there you go. I figure while we're talking music, I'll also throw that in as a, as a bonus for you guys. So with that, we are, we are approaching the end. Um, Megan, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this was fun for you and not uh, an arduous discussion. Adam, you didn't have a choice. You had to be here. Uh, you can follow them respectively at Megan McDuffie, at the Adam Vision. Follow me at Jays of Doom. We're always looking for questions um, for the following episodes. So you can, you can just write hashtag Atari Recharge Podcast, and you could tag Adam and or I in those things, and we'll find it. And, uh, and bring it up. Feedback is always welcome. Subscribe to us on any podcast service that you may have. If we're on it, if we're not on your podcast service of choice, shoot us a message on Twitter and we will address that. We'll get it on there or at least figure out if it's possible. Should be. And yeah, if you review us, we prefer you said nice things about us. But if you're not going to do that, just be honest. You know, that's, a, that's all we'd ask. And as a reminder, because I got to do it, that would be that Centipede Recharge is coming out on September 29th. That's a Wednesday. Perfect timing because that's just the day we chose. And that'll be on VCS, Switch, Xbox One, optimized for Series X and S, PS4, optimized for PS5, and on PC via Epic and Steam. Nailed it. You're welcome. Good for you. Very nice. And with that, We'll see you next time. Adam, say goodbye to the people. Bye.